Over the past few episodes, we've been considering Paul's words to the church in Philippi. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. We will close our consideration of this verse in this episode with one final question for Charles Spurgeon. With it, welcome to episode 137 of the Ask Spurgeon podcast. I'm your host, Dave Holt. I'd be thrilled were you to become one of my subscribers. Just click on the subscribe button of your preferred podcast provider and there you will have it. A subscriber you shall be. Now for today's question, Reverend Spurgeon, how does the peace of God, which passes understanding, keep the heart? My friends, that man who has continued peace with God will not have an empty heart. He feels that God has done so much for him that he must love his God. The eternal basis of his peace lies in divine election. The solid pillars of his peace lie in the incarnation of Christ. Christ's righteousness, his death, are the climax of his peace. The heaven hereafter where his joy and his peace shall be consummated. All these are subjects for grateful reflection and will, when meditated upon, cause more love. Now, where much love is, there is a large heart and a full one. Keep then this peace with God, and you will keep your heart full to the brim. And remember that in proportion to the fullness of your heart will be the fullness of your life. Be empty-hearted, and your life will be a meager skeleton existence. Be full-hearted, and your life will be full, fleshy, gigantic, strong, a thing that will tell the whole world. Keep then your peace with God firm within you. Keep close to this, that Jesus Christ has made peace between you and God, and keep your conscience still. Then shall your heart be full, and your soul strong to do your master's work. Keep your peace with God. This will keep your heart pure. You will say, if temptation comes, what do you offer me? You offer me pleasure. Lo, I have got it. You offer me gold. Lo, I have got it. All things are mine, the gift of God. I have a city that hands have not made, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I will not barter this for your poor gold. I will give you honor, says Satan. I have honor enough, says the peaceful heart. God will honor me in the last great day of his account. I will give you everything that you can desire, says Satan. I have everything that I can desire, says the Christian. I need nothing on earth. Happy in my Savior's love, I am at peace with God. Away then, Satan. While I am at peace with God, I am a match for all your temptations. You offer me silver, I have gold. You bring before me the riches of the earth, I have something more substantial than these. Away, tempter of humankind, away, you fiend. Your temptations and blandishments are lost 
on one who has peace with God. This peace, too, will keep your heart undivided. He who has peace with God will set his whole heart on God. Oh, he says, why should I go to seek anything else on earth now that I have found my rest in God? As the bird by wandering, so should I be if I went elsewhere. I have found a fountain. Why should I go and drink at the broken cistern that will hold no water? I lean on the arm of my beloved. Why should I rest on the arm of another? I know that religion is a thing worth my following. Why should I leave the pure snows of Lebanon to follow something else? I know and feel that religion is rich when it brings forth to me a hundredfold the fruits of peace. Why should I go and sow elsewhere? I will be like the maiden Ruth. I will stop in the fields of Boaz. Here will I always stay and never wander. Again, peace with God keeps the heart rich. The man who doubts and is distressed has got a poor heart. It is a heart that has nothing in it. But when a man has peace with God, his heart is rich. If I am at peace with God, I am enabled to go where I can get riches. The throne of God is the place where God gives riches. If I am at peace with Him, then I can have access with boldness. Meditation is another and a great field of enrichment. When my heart is at peace with God, then I can also enjoy meditation. But if I have not peace with God, then I cannot meditate profitably. For the birds come down on the surface, and I cannot drive them away unless my soul is at peace with God. Hearing the word is another way of getting rich. If my mind is disturbed, I cannot hear the word with profit. If I have to bring my family into the chapel, if I have to bring my business, my ships or my horses, I cannot hear. When I have cows and dogs and horses in the pew, I cannot hear the gospel preached. When I have got a whole week's business and a ledger on my heart, I cannot hear. But when I have peace, peace concerning all things and rest in my Father's will, then I can hear with pleasure and every word of the gospel is profitable to me. For my mouth is empty and I can fill it with the heavenly treasures of his word. So you see, the peace of God is a soul-enriching thing. And because it keeps the heart rich, thus it is it keeps the heart and mind through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I need hardly say that the peace of God fulfills the only other requisite which I did not mention because it was unnecessary to do so. It keeps the heart always peaceable. Of course, peace makes it full of peace, peace like a river and righteousness like the waves of the sea. Now then, brothers and sisters, it is of the first importance that you keep your heart right. You cannot keep your heart right but by one way. That one way is by getting, maintaining, and enjoying the peace of God to your own conscience. I beseech you then, you that are professors of religion, do not let this day pass over your heads till you have a confident assurance that you are now the professor of the peace of God. If this night, before you rest, 
You could say that with God as well as all the world, you are at peace. You may go out tomorrow, and whatever your business, I am not afraid for you. You are more than a match for all the temptations to false doctrine, to false living, or to false speech that may meet you. For he that has peace with God is armed. He is covered from head to foot in armor. The arrow may fly against it, but it cannot pierce it. For peace with God is a male so strong that the broad sword of Satan itself may be broken in two before it can pierce the flesh. O oh, take care that you are at peace with God, for if you are not, you ride forth tomorrow's fight unarmed, naked, and God help the man who is unarmed when he has to fight with hell and earth. O oh, be not foolish, put on the whole armor of God, and then be confident, for you need not fear. As for the rest of you, you cannot have peace with God because there is no peace, says my God, to the wicked. How shall I address you? I cannot exhort you to keep your hearts. My best advice to you is to get rid of your heart, and as soon as you can, get new ones. Your prayer should be, Lord, take away my stony heart and give me a heart of flesh. But though I cannot address you from this text, I may address you from another. Though your heart is bad, there is another heart that is good, and the goodness of that heart is a ground of exhortation to you. You remember Christ said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And then his argument would come to this, For I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. Your heart is proud and high, and black and lustful, but look at Christ's heart. It is meek and lowly. There is your encouragement. Do you feel your sin? Christ is meek. If you come to him, he will not spurn you. Do you feel your insignificance and worthlessness? Christ is lowly. He will not despise you. If Christ's heart were like your heart, you would be damned for sure. But Christ's heart is not as your heart, nor his ways like your ways. I can see no hope for you when I look into your hearts, but I can see plenty of hope when I look into Christ's heart. Oh, think of his blessed heart. And today, by God's grace, sad and sorrowful and under a sense of sin, when you go to your room, shut your door. You need not be afraid. And talk to that heart so meek and lowly. And though your words are ungrammatical and your sentences incoherent, he will hear and answer you from heaven, his dwelling place. And when he hears, he will forgive and accept for his own name's sake. That answer to the question, how does the peace of God which passes understanding keep the heart, was provided during the Sunday evening sermon preached on the 21st of February, 1858, titled, How to Keep the Heart. Please feel free to write to me at dave at askspurgeon.com. And until next time, the Lord bless and keep you.